being women and being heard versus just seeing and the permission to be yourself and show up as yourself and know that you have value and that you can be both seen and heard. And as women, I talked about this again as a guest on another podcast, how women are swept aside even today. I don't care how far along people think we've come. We're still second-class citizens in most cultures. We're still behind the eight ball when it comes to funding and research and career income and medical you know, advancements. And women just are always in that position. Welcome to season three, episode 20, part two of the Camp VPN Censored podcast with my guest, Dr. Julia Grand. As we continue our conversation from last week about being a healer and being of service, the healing arts are something that I've always had a great love for. And this conversation with Judy as we continue is really about sharing one's life experiences and how that led to a journey and a passionate career of helping others. So grab that copy, grab that cannoli, pull up that chair, because here we go. I think for so long, especially growing up, you know, you're, you're a girl, you're seen, not heard, right? So you sit there and you shut up. And so I brought that through almost, not, not, not anymore, right? So I'm coming out of my shell, but for the longest time, that was just, you just accepted that, right? You're seen, not heard. And so you listen, you don't talk. And even in conversations like this, this, for, this is different for me, right? Um, because most people in the last couple of years, you ask me a question, I'm very short, not that I'm being sarcastic or rude, I'm just short with my answer. Like the answer is yes, the answer is no. I don't really go into things. So for me to be on here and, and have these conversations and explain myself and, and my experiences and stuff, it's it's different for me. It really is because I am I'm tr- clearly trying to get out, come out of the shell and give more of myself and, and share more because I'm, I'm so used to everyone else taking the show and everyone else, you know, wanting to wanting their story. I have a, a, a girlfriend who all the time she she'll tell you, listen, or, or don't interrupt me. I have this I have this thing thing. And then so then you can't talk. There's no conversation because she's you know, she does. She's afraid that she's going to miss her her idea or whatever. And, and, and I understand that I get that because I used to be like that too. If I don't say what coming into my coming to my mind, I might forget. But I've also learned that sometimes listening is more important. Sometimes me sharing that story is not always, you know, or my idea, whatever, it's not always what needs to be done. Sometimes that person really needs me to listen. And so I, I've just, you know, so I'm just like, okay, I'll just, I'll listen now, right? I'll just, but it's like, you know what? There should be both. And I've, I've found because I've known so many people that wanted the stage, I've just 
taken the step back, right? And that's just like the way of life. I just, I just listen. I just so then my answers would be kind of short because no one wants to hear my story, right? That's that becomes the program. No one wants yeah. to hear my. No one wants to. No one cares because they want to tell their story. They want to explain their their issue or their whatever. But I think that's what makes me really good at what I do is because I am such a good listener and they get the, they get the, the, you the know, benefits. they get, yeah, they get the platform. So that's what makes me good. But then there are times where, you know, they ask a question or whatever. And it's funny. I had a, a client two weeks ago, she was asking me questions and just amazing because my responses, and that's when I really realized I had shifted, right. But my healing and my clearing were shifting because my responses were 20 to 30 minutes long. And I was like, Oh, I never do that. What's going on. <laughs> but then thankfully she came back. Cause I apologized. Came back and she's like, I don't know why I do. Right. But it was out of my, out of my character. So I was apologizing because I felt I was out of character. Not that I did anything wrong. I was answering your questions. And so she responded and she says, Oh no, I'm so grateful for the, um, for the explanation. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm new to, uh, you know, this metaphysical world. So I really do appreciate this information. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, thank God. I'm like, cause I felt bad because I thought maybe I was giving TMI, you know, and she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, I'm so fascinated. Thank you so much. So I was like, Oh, okay. So again, it's me trying to feel more comfortable, I guess, sharing the story. Right. Yeah. And I think if I may not, to put words in your mouth, but I feel like, you know, you tapped onto several things that I'm very much talking about these days a lot. Um, but starting with being women and being heard versus just seeing and the permission to be yourself yeah. and show up as yourself and know that you have value and that you can be both seen and heard. And as women, I talked about this again as a guest on another podcast, how women are swept aside even today. I don't care how far along people think we've come. We're still second-class citizens in most cultures. We're still behind the eight ball when it comes to funding and research and career income and medical you know, advancements. And women just are always in that position. And I mean, I'd love to think as I think you'd love to think nothing more than to think, oh my God, we've had major breakthroughs and we're like, we can do all of it. It's not that we can't. All we gotta do is pay attention to the way the world is thinking and being and how they're trying to marginalize everything. I don't care what your belief systems are. I don't care what your religion, politics or nothing. At the end of the day, we as human beings who are born in a woman's body. Oh, and I don't mean that in a, like, a, nothing to do with transgender or LGBTQ, you know, none, none of that kind of extended conversation. I'm just talking like women. Let's just go that. Let's do that route. Women have the right to be seen and heard and valued. And I used these examples the other day because... I'm currently going through chemotherapy and I am lucky to have what I believe is being cured and cured of ovarian cancer. And so I was using this example on this podcast. I was a guest on about how 
Um, you know, you could have people that you hired to paint your house and you're paying the bill and they're not listening. And um, it's not about the fact that you're paying the bill. It's just like, oh my God, this is like, I hired you to come here to do something that I have a vision of and very clear about. And now you're telling me it's wrong. Well, says who? Says you? Right. When this is what I envisioned. And I imagine for all the things that I've seen and experienced as a woman who's pretty, I mean, I can be a fly in the wall and I can be the one who's fighting for the underdog. So I, I can I can have a variation on how I, I read a room. But ultimately, ultimately, I want people, of everybody to be heard, but women especially, because I've witnessed so much of my own experiences of being one of the only few women in a room and having to earn my seat at the table. And ironically, for all the years that I've done that, that frankly, to be perfectly honest, women not in an umbrella sort of statement, by the way, but women under a certain age don't understand that the shoulders that they've been able to stand on and the opportunities that they've gotten because of the women that have come before them, that they can be seen and heard yeah. in ways that you couldn't 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And just like this entitlement and this like, just as if this always was. And I'm like, oh my God, read your history. Please read your history. And know that this is not how it's always been. Yeah. I'm not saying get stuck back there. I'm saying just know your gratitude level. Yeah. And why you don't eliminate people. You, if you want to really use the word inclusivity and diversity, then really, really embrace it in a way that's all inclusive, not just like, oh, now it's just one, one group. No, 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 that's, that's not what that word means. Right. All ages, all genders, all things. But I'm getting off a little bit. And my point is, is that, you know, you did say things that I think really do matter. And I think what's really cool and what I hear is that in the process of you're figuring it out for yourself. You've also been able to, through your evolution, help other people to realize the same thing. But in that, and pulling back the onion more, and I think personally, this is not my ego speaking, in this room, in this space, people find themselves saying things or being heard in different ways than they are in other conversations. Because there are no subjects that I won't talk about I don't sit in judgment I truly do want to know how you tick what makes you tick I truly do want to know how the little Judy became you know 20 40 years later the Judy I'm sitting in front of right now over zoom who I'm just meeting for the first time but for for somebody not only yourself and discovering and talking about that but how that might affect a, a listener or two or 10 or a hundred and go, wow, yeah, that I'm in the midst of that journey right now. Wow. Okay. So I, I need to be more courageous because this, this, if I keep planting these seeds, I, I, I can be very, I'm very hopeful that more will be revealed. Well, I definitely have 
you know, I have quite the journey and quite, quite the stories, right? So I was extremely quiet, very quiet, very shy. I have, actually have report cards that my teachers would say, you know, very quiet, a joy to have in class. Some of them like barely even know she was in class because I was that quiet. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, fast forwarding to 40 years or some 40 some years later to being on Zoom calls and doing group calls, group healings, doing all of these things is way different from, you know, who I used to be just sitting in the corner by myself, you know, keeping to myself, keeping quiet. So it's, it's, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big, I, I would have never imagined you know, being here, it was a dream that I had had the last couple of years, of course, because once you realize, oh, you can work from home. Well, I want to do that. Well, why do you want to do that? Well, I want to do this and I want to do this. And so then a couple of years later, thank you, COVID again, I was able to do it, you know, and so it's, you know, living the dream is pretty cool, you know, and then the next thing was, I wanted a certain car and I got the car. So now it's like, okay, now what, right? I got the car. Yeah. So now I'm living the dream. I work from home and I got the car. And those were my two biggest dreams, the two big things, right? So now I was like, okay, now I need another big, another big yeah. dream to yeah. work on. I got the, I got the, three, the two big the ones. Three year cruise where you can work from anywhere and travel the world. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that would be really cool to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah. Well, because I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for the manifestation, like dreaming big and manifesting it. I'm all for it. And and to that point. And I love that that's been happening for you. So I applaud you for that because I think also people need to be reminded. And listen, even ourselves need to be reminded, even when we materialize those things, right? There are moments where your your mind can try to go back to old programming and go, oh, who do you think you are? Like, yeah, I get, I get you got the, you know, the, the career at the Italy and you don't have to leave your home. And I get that where you can be anywhere and do it. Or I get that you materialize the car that you envision. Come on, man. But the truth is, again, it's just us staying out of our way and not letting fear and insecurity and all that stuff, all that old trauma enter, even when you have done all the work, right? Because I think that work still sometimes has more you know, it's like an archaeological dig. I'd like to think it doesn't take forever, though. I'd like to think it's really very quick, right? Um, well, I mean, everybody's different, you know. I mean, it took me a couple years, obviously, for the career, right? Well, first of all, I needed the idea first. And I needed to know that manifestation, how manifestation worked, because it was always working. It was just to the to the negative, to the detriment, right? And so I knew that I, I would know things and things would happen, but I didn't really realize how I was doing them. And I knew visualization had something to do with it, but I didn't exactly know what I was doing again. So I just, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll visualize I want pie, right? Where's the pie? So, <laughs> you know, and then for Christmas, I'd get the pie, you know, so it's just stuff like that, where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to try to see how I do these. And, and then when it would come so quick, then that I started to get freaked out. So then I pulled back, so I stopped because it would, some things would come within minutes. Uh, literally, uh, there was something I, I was reading a book, Pam Grout by Pam Grout. This was a couple of years ago. I was reading and I wanted, I think she asks in there about like asking God or asking the universe, like ask God if blah, 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 blah. And um, 
regardless of the religion, that's just what the question was, right? So she was yeah. like, yeah. And, and so I was like, um, okay, so I did. And I had, I forgot really what it, what it was, but it was something very simple. And I thought the interesting part was I had, um, I had walked into the kitchen and my father was in the kitchen and he was drinking red wine. We do not drink red wine. Our family does not drink red wine. It's always been white wine or something else. It is not, has ever been ever red wine. And he goes, Hey, he's like, I opened this bottle of red wine. Do you want to try it? It's been sitting there for like, whatever, however many years. And I'm like, well, red wine is like Jesus. Right. So I flipped out. I was like, (laughs) because we've had that bottle for like 10 years, if not longer. And he just decides at that moment, he's going to open the red wine. And do I want some? I'm like, no, I don't want any. I do not, I do not want the blood of Jesus Christ. (laughs) And that was literally within minutes. So, um, so when you start practicing these different things and I don't really practice with the book, that was just a fun thing for me to do was reading through. But if anybody wants it, Pam, it's U squared or something. It's awesome. It's a great book. It was fun. Um, But when you really learn like what it is that you're thinking and you're doing and how it really affects you, you're like, whoa. And then when things like that happen so fast, then you're really like, whoa, right? <laughs> so, um, for me, it's just kind of like, it's hard not to believe in certain things. So like when people, you know, come to me and have different issues or whatever, it's hard for me to have the compassion that someone else would when I know that you can fix it. Like you don't need to go to this merry-go-round you know, yeah. there's you don't need to go through the merry-go-round and, and, and I get, you know, things happen. There's grief and there's people die and people break up and there's, there's, I, I, I get that. And I understand that I go through it myself. I've had people die. I've, I've had breakups, you know, I've, I've been through all of those things. Um, so I, I understand it and it's, you know, it's sad. It's very sad, but in the same sense, I don't want to wallow in sadness. I don't want to wallow in those things. I suffered from depression. I already did, as far as I'm concerned, serve my sentence in, in depression, right? And yeah. so I'm like, I've, I've gone through that, right? So yes, I'm sad. Yes, I love you. Yes, I still care, but I'm moving on because I'm not wallowing in this. You know, I'm not, you know, not only that, life goes on. You know, my mom died when I was 15. Life still went on. You know, what was I going to do? I was just going to stop, right? My boyfriend, when I was like 21 years old, we broke up. So it took me 10 years to get over him, right? I mean, you thought I was depressed before? Oh, man. My mom died and then my boyfriend three years later and I broke up. I was like inconsolable, right? So I don't want to live through those things anymore. I know how those, I know how it feels. I know it feels how to not want to eat. You know, my father was forcing bread down my throat. I didn't want bread. I didn't want toast. I didn't want it. I was depressed. Right. So I, like I said, I served my sentence with that stuff. And now that I know that I don't have to, and I can teach other people or show other people, look, you don't have to go through this. I can help you. Right. (laughs) So get rid of it. Let it go. Give yourself a day. That's what I do. I give myself 24 hours. Let me be sad. Let me be mad. Let me whatever. 24 hours in the next day. Right moving on. It's so good. And it's so great. And it's so relatable. And I, I like feel like we could just do a session on that alone. It's really interesting. Um, I lost my father 
literally at the same age. I literally turned 15 the week before. That was the last time I saw him was on my birthday. And it was probably my first vision, knowing my father was going to die. And he had no reason to die. He did have a reason of a broken heart. But nobody else knew that but myself. And of course, as a 15-year-old kid, that was crazy statement. That was like, no, he died of a heart attack. And I was like, no, he died of a broken heart. It was only, you know, 30 plus years that they proved that you can die of a broken heart, which is like going back to when he passed. So it's, or 40, whatever it is now, but it's, it's one of those crazy things that it's not crazy, but it's interesting when you step into your power and you know, when you think of children and you think about how we stomp that out of them, no different than it was when you were in your 30s and 40s. You're going, wow, I'm relearning the things that I knew as a kid. And that, and that was like a lucky thing because not I think every adult has that good fortune of tapping into that pure self, that pure soul, that pure alignment. I think some do, but I think less than more. And I think, God, if we could all tap into that magic fairy dust, what would this world be like? Really right. freaking be like, it'd be like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory shit. Yeah. Like it would be just like, wonk, wonk. Well, I think that that is why people are so like, whether it's the carnival or Disneyland or whatever it is, they like, I gotta go be in that illustrious world of make-believe. Because they want to see magic happen. Because they want to like live in that fantasy of always that that kind of spirit mind, ironically. So my question to you is, have you ever been, I mean, do do you think like when you've seen your capabilities and manifestation, whether it's as a child or now as an adult and how quickly and your capability of helping people heal and not hold on to things that you know, like, don't do this. I've been a prisoner of this shit. Don't do it. You don't have to do it. Let me show you how. Whatever those variations of your power are in either helping healing or because of your experience or a culmination of both, has your power ever scared you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's so fast. Um, I even have, you know, even like today, there were certain thoughts that I had and then boom, I'd get a text message, Uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, I I get that the phone is listening to you. I get that, you know, um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a friend or whatever, actually responding or or saying something based on a, on a thought that I had just had. So uh, yeah, it's in, I'm, I don't know if it's the energy, the frequency, the planets that there's going on or what, because I don't really follow it too much. I know some people will send me information. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I don't follow it to, to such a degree that just wasn't, it, I didn't get into that as much as I did the other things. So okay. I, I believe in it, obviously the planets, like, you know, our cycles even link up to the moon and all that. And the ocean is linked up. So I, I, I understand a lot of it and I, I believe it. I just didn't, I don't follow it closely enough to know, but, um, but yeah, I know today I literally had like, and I can't remember what they were. There were two different times that I had had thoughts and I was just thinking, just thinking. And then boom, I get references for the information and I'm like, okay, I didn't even say this out loud. So there's no way that my phone could have been listening. Um, (laughs) 
which I know it does do, right? So you get like, you know, somebody, there was a text message, a group text message on a weird word that I never had seen before. And Facebook goes and puts it uh, on uh, in my, my scrolling thing, whatever you call it, the wall of whatever it is. And it was the word da 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 explaining explaining the word. So I didn't even have to look it up. So <laughs> I was like, okay, which I thought was really interesting. But uh, but yeah, so some of it is some of it is the phone's actually listening to you. But other things like oh yeah, they are. are but I have to share with this with you, and this is real. This this is crazy to me. So I definitely have to admit that. There's many aspects of me as a little girl knowing what kind of power I had. And my power meaning like if I put my mind to something, I was going to achieve it. So it could be like being the best speller or the award-winning artist or the best performer and getting a lead role or whatever those things. Like I could just achieve that. And I wasn't in competition with anybody. This was just my truth. This was just me showing up being the best way I knew how to be. I didn't think of that as metaphysical or visionary or any of those things. I just thought it was Felicia. As I matured and things either did or didn't work out and things like the, you know, the, 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 we, the woven blanket was getting woven and the experiences were collecting in the, the pot. Um, you know, little did I know that that was part of like what I was going to be able to bring to the table as a vessel, as a messenger. And it's only been recently, thanks to COVID and thanks to probably going through ovarian cancer and learning how to be more public, messy and out there and just grow communities that like me and trust me and this podcast, everything's just kind of like coming a little bit more awareness. And it could be all of two people when I say that. I don't have just two followers, but it's, but I make that as the running joke. Like maybe it's just all whopping two, but I know it's that that's not the case. And what's so interesting is, again, just on this other podcast that I was interviewed on, I was saying how I feel like I'm just coming into my power. Mm-hmm. And I can say that out loud. And it's not an ego driven statement at all. I feel like I'm just, I'm willing to step into my who I'm here to be statement. And it's not even that it's all that clear. It's just, I can see the collection of all the spices coming together and all these things that I'm interested in and good at and people want to know more about and the things that, you know, blow my dress up and all that kind of stuff, kind of feeling. And ironically, I've literally just said this yesterday. And then here I am sitting with you here today. Mm-hmm. I don't have these conversations with people. Oh, wow. I just don't freaking talk about my power with wow. people. And I'm as transparent as they come. Yeah. So I, I got chills when I asked you, or after I asked you, do you ever get scared of your power? Because I realized like, oh my God, okay, this is what I'm bringing in. I'm bringing in my mirrors of who it is that, you know, as I'm manifesting, you're manifesting, we're manifesting and we're creating, you know, and coming into and pulling back the curtain of, and all those, you finish sentence, we all know what we're, what we're getting at. And it's just a really beautiful thing 
to be sitting in front of you and to have this conversation with somebody who, frankly, for anybody who's listening, we've never met. Yeah. We've never conversed. We've never met. We're connected through social media. The reason why social media has a positive outlet. This is the positive. The way you can connect with people who you're meant to align with for greater, greater reasons, bigger than both of us right now. I know that. Like, I know that you and I have connected because, one, we're never going to forget this connection. We're going to continue with this connection. There's more to this reason why we're connected. And together, as well as on a greater platform, we're going to be able to help a lot of more people because of these this conversation and probably more to come. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, as far as like the awareness and the and the power. So you were saying about the ego, and so there's a there's a difference, and I know you know between being and wanting control versus self empowerment, right? So self empowerment sometimes gets a little messy when it comes to religion and people's religion and their belief system, because they think that they're going against their belief system in order to be self-empowered, which is, which is amazing to me, right? Because when you take your power back, you're actually closer to the universe. You're closer to God. You're closer to who you're truly meant to be by taking your power back and being self-empowered. And, and it's there's the big, big difference being between being self-empowered and, and being in control. And when you want control or you want to be in control, it has a tendency to be you're insecure about something, you're lacking something and being self-empowered is, is the opposite. You don't lack, you're not insecure. You're very secure. You're very confident, but you're, you're in, in a loving manner, in a caring manner, which I think you and I like have, are presenting, right? So yeah. it's, we both have this, this self-empowerment, this is who we are we can help and we can do these things, but it's not this, you know, if it was ego, we would be, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better, right? It would be literally this, this, this battle. And it's, you know, it's not like that. It's self-empowerment with self-empowerment. We both learned that we have a voice. I'm still learning <laughs> that I have a voice and I need to put it out there uh, because for so long, I have just been the listener, right? And you just listen, <laughs> which I've been really good at for many, many <laughs> years. Uh, so coming into my power and taking that power back, right? And I do have a right to speak. I do have a right to share, um, you know, and, and to, to learning and, and to stepping into that. So yeah, there's a big difference with, with that. And um, that's actually one of the things that I do teach and help people is how to be more self-empowered and to find that confidence within themselves that so they can be, you know, pure and organic in their, in their way of life. Which is, I mean, why be here, right? Like if you can't be living your truth, why be here? And most people never, I mean, look at the, the truth of the matter is in the big scheme of it all in the big world, this is a very bougie kind of conversation to most people that would be felt to be, you know, well, what world problems are we solving right now would be the question. Or what does this have to do with finding the droplet of water, or the roof over my head or clothes on my back kind of conversation? I get that. You get that. 
irony and the truth to that is the conversation we're having actually can solve all those issues by planting the seeds, by the belief system, by the empowerment of how you show up being and how you put out into the universe. It can solve all those problems and so much more. That's what you and I are talking about. And the importance of your story being heard and the importance of us bouncing off of each other, our perspectives and our life experiences is to show others if two very unconnected human beings connected through a platform that in turn we got to share organically the why we are connected as ethereal as that sounds that is as logical and concrete as it gets that's like that was like one and one equals two that's really what I just said and some people could just be like listening and driving right now going "I I don't get that at all well Philosophically speaking, that's what's happened. Your 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 planet and my planet aligned, and the one and one equals two minds coming together with lots of resources and lots of experience over lots of years collectively, over 50 years collectively of experience, sharing the power of these examples that materialize into where we're at today and how you've made a business. I, I haven't effectively made it. I, I think it's I think it's figuring that stuff out right now as we speak. Cause you know, I know, I know that that's what I do. I just, it's just a matter of, again, like people, I think getting to a place where they understand that that is part of who I shall be and have to offer. But more importantly, what's most important to me is that this gets to be heard by many different people and affect many different people in multiply different ways. It's not just a one way, it's not a cookie cutter way. It's take this application or take these, these ideas and apply them to your own life and what it is that you want to shift and what it is that you give yourself permission to think outside the box and what it is that instead of getting stuck that you get to flow and not control the outcome, but just be present to the what is. Right. Yeah. And I love that. And tapping back into what you originally, how you originally replied, how can it help them in and in, in you're right, it can help in your everyday life when you are self-empowered. So let's just say a con- somebody who wants to be in control, a control freak versus someone who is self-empowered. Someone who wants control is probably very stressed out, mm. probably very worried, right? Mm. How is this going to happen? How am I going to pay my bills? How is this going to affect my life? How is this how, 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 right? And when we are self-empowered, you're not worried about the how, 
you know it's going to be taken care of. You don't know necessarily how it's going to be taken care of or why, but you know that it's going to be okay. You know that it's going to show up. And like in, in my examples, I literally have thought of something and then I get a text message. I think of something, I get an email. Um, you know, or I mean, we all I've, I've said over and over again, I'm, I'm telepathic. So maybe that's part of the reason because I'm telepathically talking to the universe and the universe is responding. I don't really know. Um, but it's 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 it happens so often in my life and in the all the different um, tools and, and, and innate talents. It, it happens so often that for me, it's just that's just the way that this is. But I also know that I went through school and I did these things. So I was able to explain to people who were skeptical, right? That's why I went through Reiki. That's why I went through um, quantum healing. That's why I did all of those things because even though I knew they were unconventional, I'm like, okay, this was my path that I needed to take and have these 15, 16 certifications, not to say, hey, I'm awesome, I have 15, 16 certifications, because by the way, most people that are in my field have that. So it's not a big deal in my field at this, mm -hmm. at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So I did it because I needed to find something where I felt comfortable that I can help other people and say, hey, this is a simple way to change your life in 30 minutes. <laughs> You don't have to go through this. Stop telling me about this story. We can fix this now. You want to fix it or do you want to stay in your, your drama, right? And it doesn't matter what it is. If it's if it's paying a bill or if it's just a relationship. Hey, I used to call myself the breakup queen. I literally call myself the breakup queen because people saw me like, oh, you're cute. You can get over it. You'll meet somebody else. Really? And so then everybody thinks that way. So just it doesn't matter if you hurt my feelings. It doesn't matter if you break up with me because I'm pretty. I'm going to find somebody else. Really? That's okay. I said, okay. So I had to work on that. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to fix that. I'm like, okay, why am I attracting this? Why? You know? Yeah. It took a lot of work. So now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a breakup queen. So someone comes to me and <laughs> like, I broke up. Okay. You want to be okay with it in 24 hours? You can. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine in 24 hours. Won't matter. How is it possible? Cause I'm a breakup queen. I had to go through it over and over and over again to figure it out. So at this point I'm like, Okay, right? I might, I might, you might find a book soon <laughs> the breakup queen because I had gone through so much of it, right? And uh, my best friend says, pretty girl problems. You have pretty girl problems. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe that's a chapter in the breakup queen. <laughs> um, because I can laugh about it now, right? Yeah. But I mean, you're heartbroken and you meet these people and you think, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to marry you and blah, 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 blah. And then boom, they're just gone like the wind. And I'm yeah. left to pick up the pieces because I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I had, I, there was a lot of things in my life that I had to, I, you know, I had to learn how to figure it out. I had to learn how to heal myself, you know, and it wasn't a conventional way. I didn't have any support, right? Nobody was supporting me going in the metaphysical field. Let me tell you, there was nobody supporting me going in the metaphysical field. <laughs> sure. But let me ask you something. So growing up, was, well, how old do you think you first were when you either heard somebody comment and you're being pretty or you were aware of it yourself? Do you have a remembrance of that? 
No, because I don't think I was that cute when I was little and everybody thought my sister was beautiful and they would be like, oh, you're so beautiful. And then they'd be like, I would be like an afterthought and be like, oh, well, you're cute. So it wasn't- how did that make you feel? Did that, do you think that that had something to do with not feeling heard or seen? Oh yeah, it, it added to my insecurities and it added into to my um, uh, being feeling insignificant, right? So I was five foot. So growing up, I was very, sh- I'm five foot now, but I was very short growing up. So I was always very little. People couldn't see me as it was because I was little, right? And then um, on top of it, my sister was, you know, five, eight, perfect, beautiful, you know? So everybody noticed my sister. And growing up, I was just, I was really quiet. No one knew I was there, literally, even I, even teachers, like I said, you know, would say like, oh, she's a delight in class. Don't even know she's there. Um, literally, right? So it wasn't until I think maybe in high school, but I didn't think I was pretty. I just thought I was cute because I was told that once. I Once I was told that I was cute based on when they were complimenting my sister. So when they complimented my sister, that was really the only time. And then um, I think one of my first boyfriends, I think like in high school, because he just went around and was showing everyone, this is my girlfriend, this is my girlfriend, this is my girlfriend. And I was like, what do you see in me? Why are you so proud of me? Like, I didn't really, I didn't really got it. And I think it was after him, when I was dating um, the guy after him, my second boyfriend was when I really was like, oh, right? Because then I started getting more attention and people were paying more attention to me. And driving, I think helps too. When you're driving, you have more, you can go more places and do more things. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, it it wasn't my whole life for sure. It wasn't until I got older. And then after a while, it was just, I don't know, you don't, you don't really think about it. I don't really think about it. I'm grateful and I'm blessed, but I don't think about it. No, and I get that, but and it's interesting. You don't think about it, but it's what is or isn't put upon you. And like you said, if you hadn't probably been in the moments with your sister getting the compliments, you wouldn't have noticed one way or another what you were to anybody else. It wouldn't have mattered because that's not how you operated. I have a very similar kind of an experience that I've talked about which is growing up in the fashion industry and growing up being a little dancer and always being around mirrors. I never really thought about whether I was different or not from anybody else. Um, But I grew up around a lot of cute little girls who were also blonde and very tiny. And I was always really, I would always get, it's really too bad. She doesn't lose weight. She's so pretty. It's too bad. Like, so there's always this association with weight. And so it never mattered how good I was at anything from dance to my intellect, to my art, to my anything I did. There was devalue. I was undervalued because of how my physicality was. And like you, I would never have known unless the comments were being made outside comments so I think it's an interesting message for us as people who know what that's like in our very early stages of of foundation and I think it also makes you in your as a healer want to fight for those people not fight 
but stand for those people to be winners because you know what it's like to have all these kind of experiences that formulated who you become. And those are really heartfelt moments. Even if you've healed that part of your little girl, it is how you can therefore be a more sensitive healer to others who are going to have layers to their healing. That's the truth, no matter how quickly that they can shift things. There's always stuff that goes deeper, right? Right. And so, you know, we can't take a magic pill and fairy dust. It's like a constant evolution of work, but you can definitely move big shifts. You can have big, big shifts, very, like you said, in a quantum sort of way. Right. And I'm a big believer in quantum physics, which is why I talk about the galaxy. We're not meant to get stuck. We're not meant to stay in one place. We're not meant to not be fluid. We are meant to flow. We are meant to let go. We are meant to be able to evolve. We're meant to stay open, like open vessels. so we can grow and expand and become the best version of who we're here to be and not be in our way and not let others get in our way either process. And, and, and unfortunately because of so many damaged people, people damage people. Yeah. Right. Damaged people, damaged people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Damaged people, damaged people. Right. Yeah. And when you're an innocent spirit for whatever environment you get dropped into, this, this this time around or 10 times uh, the past 10 times around yeah. or the next 10 times around, it's got its own imprint and its own computer system, you know, board, so to speak. And, you know, hopefully we can all just find that ideal way of running our own system, so to speak. And I think that we are, you and I, even though we're just, you know, discovering about each other, these, these stories through us talking over these two hours is that that's exactly what we've been doing is allowing, giving ourselves permission through study, through life experiences, through a collective and through our refinement and our passion and our passion to be healed so we can do better for others or help others from what we've learned. And I think that that's like a a very like, you know, positive consciousness to like, I mean, I'd want to hang out with you and I. Yeah. I love it. I'd love to give you a big hug. I will same here. Really such a pleasure. And I think we'll have to do this again. My, I would be honored. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Judy, for taking a dive into like the deep water that I don't even think maybe you knew like how it was going to go. And I certainly, I, I mean, I really like act like a channeler. Like I, I can have a list of questions, but I like to remain open to how the conversation is supposed to go. 
it, yeah. it drives itself. So I think I, I love it. Yeah. And thank you for asking the questions that you did and to allow the flow to go. So there was a time where I really felt like uh, I was feeling the connection with you. And I just felt this like amazing, like feeling like almost angelic. So I just wanted to let you know before you did let me go, um, that I did feel a connection. And I felt like this angel it was a uh, all I can see like stars. Cause you're talking about the galaxy. I literally can see like stars and stuff around you. So I don't really have any other information other than that, but I did want to let you know that I could see that and I could feel that. And it was very cool. So thank you. Well, I have like chills and that's the third time I've had chills for our conversation over the last two hours. <laughs> awesome. Yay. <laughs> so Yay. cool. Wow, really, what an incredible opportunity to connect with you. What a warm way to spend the afternoon. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for accepting being my guest. Thank you for putting it out there into the world. And I'm glad that we were able to make this happen so quickly. And we will definitely do this again. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and listening to the part two conversation with Judy and myself. I think it's really powerful to stay open-minded to how there's many different ways we can all heal and we can find answers to the things that we're seeking. And the healing arts and metaphysics are really powerful tools that if you find it of interest is something to really, I encourage you to tap into. In the meantime, listen, join, subscribe, share the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast with your community and friends where we're on all listening platforms and we have a library of content. And I cannot wait for you to join us next week. In the meantime, where the spirit is young, the soul is wise, and the life stories are vast, and where we talk about everything from soup to nuts, or what I like to say, from cannolis to egg and holes, and don't forget the s'mores. Thank you so much for being a part of the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast community. Much love, and bye for now. No, 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 no.